Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. If you're in the sports betting, bet online is where you should go win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, BetOnline has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show uh, where we, of course, cover the Arizona Cardinals. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Javon J. Love Adams. And with me, as always, is the one, the only Ed Smith. He not only was uh, able to play professional baseball, but he also played in the National Football League. He is vested. That is important for you all. If you know, you know he's vested. So how you doing, man? Man, I'm, I'm trying to recover from this back surgery. I feel like I've been going through training camp myself all sore and everything. But here we are, bro. We inching toward that first preseason game. Uh, minus one, only three to go before the uh, eventual kickoff of the season. So these me and uh, some very important weeks coming up for some of these young men. Yeah, so I want to get into that for sure. Uh, this the kind of lay this out for for today's show is want to talk about since you have been you've you've said this many times that when it came to the the roster, um, you know, you were one of those guys that you know had to kind of fight and claw for every for every bit that you got. So I want to talk about the the from the perspective of somebody trying to make a roster and what these preseason games can mean. And, and of course, during the week in terms of with training camp, I also want to talk about, we had our, our last week, we had uh, Earl Burnett join us. And so of course he joined us on our radio show as well on, on Saturday. And we talked about Kyler Murray. We were talking about the Cardinals in general, but we also talked about Kyler Murray. He went out to that red and white practice and want to talk about what he didn't see and get your thoughts on what that could mean when it comes to the Cardinal season. Uh, the, the first, uh, we may or may not get to this one. I'm just throwing this one out there. Possibly the, the first depth chart of the preseason came out. What does it mean, if anything at all? And then, of course, we have that first preseason game with the, with the Cowboys coming up on Friday. I want to get your thoughts on what you hope to see and what you expect to see in this first preseason game. 
But before we get to that, I don't know if uh, if you if you've heard, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. And I was reading in a press release about how he started taking a pH balancing alkaline supplement called Balance Seven, and that's helped him to bounce back from his hospitalization in 2015. And he even said, "I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out. I always need energy to." level up. And I couldn't agree more with Lamar. And after watching him fight Aaron Carter in July celebrity boxing match, I think it's safe to say that Balance 7 is working for him. So cool thing is we've got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now where you can go to uh, their website, balance7.com and use the code BELIEVE at checkout and you'll receive a free four ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. And that Product retails at $13.99, so I'd say it's worth it. Again, that's head to balance7.com and use the code BLEAV at checkout to get in on the promotion. I know I will. If it worked for him, it can work for you too. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So, Mr. Ed, before we get to the to to training, I mean the first preseason game and all that stuff. Again, we had our brother uh, Earl Burnett that joined us last week, and he talked about going to the to the red and white practice and what he hoped to see. And we've talked about this on the show before as well. What he hoped to see was Kyler Murray under center a little bit more. Now I've had this debate with with my oldest son a little bit, and he he, he doesn't I guess uh, hold the same view as me, and that's all right. He's a he's definitely a, a, a Cardinals fan, but. What Earl didn't see was Kyler Murray under center. Um, I came across a P, uh, PFF.com, ProFootballFocus.com article that came about, it was around the middle of June, that talked about the, the efficiency uh, ranks uh, on the offensive side of the ball, both running and passing for, for all of the NFL teams. And so when they talked about the Arizona Cardinals, and I'm going to just read this, so bear with me, folks. Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury is sticking to his air raid roots, and we can see that in his heavy use of 10 personnel, and that's one running back, no tight ends in the backfield. Uh, so four receivers. He's, he runs that 25% of the time uh, in terms of the snaps over the past two seasons where the NFL average is 2.5%. Uh, uh, also, Arizona tries to stay as spread out as possible, plays with fast tempo, but not moving its receivers. And we've talked about that was that was definitely a topic of discussion last season about how the wide receivers are uh, you know, with, with uh, DeAndre Hopkins just in the same spot. He's, he doesn't move at all. And so that's one of those things to be able to address. Uh, and Kingsbury decided to cut down on some of his tried and true air raid principles after his first preseason, uh, after his first season in charge, and it led to better efficiency with the second-year quarterback at the helm. And then here's something: the spread could lead to the Cardinals running the ball at a relatively efficient rate by creating bigger running lanes, but getting into bigger personnel sets and formations to run deeper play action concepts might be the key 2021. Your thoughts on how how important is it for, in your opinion, for Kyler Murray to be under center a, a little bit more or a lot more this upcoming season? And do you think we'll see that? We've talked about it. Uh, I mean, to an ex- extreme, Jay, I'm not a big fan of the spread. I definitely am not a big fan of this never having Kyler Murray under center, especially when you're looking at the type of running back that we might have in James Conner. I think you make him totally ineffective, just like we did with our running running back uh, crew from last year. If you're going to be in a read option 
mode all the time with the center or quarterback not under center in the pistol formation. Uh, it doesn't suit running backs who have downhill uh, capabilities, and that's their strength. So, you know, in saying that, if we're going to go spread and, uh, you know, with all this uh, 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 formation with Kyler not under center, you're not going to utilize, in my opinion, your running game to the fullest. It, uh, once again, will lead to a lot of frustrating games where they try it. It doesn't look like it's working. Then what do you do? You abandon it altogether. And now we get into these scenarios where Kyler's dropping back, throwing the ball 45, 50 times. Uh, you're only running the ball, you know, 20, 25 times a game. Um, I just think it's crucial and critical uh, to establish a line of scrimmage, especially with this offensive line. You go out and you spend a, a pick with, you know, you get this center, uh, you know, from um, uh, the, the Raiders. I know that hurts you guys. Yeah. It hurts but, me for sure. It hurts me for yeah, sure. Yeah. You get someone who can organize and get this group, uh, you know, kind of tougher, uh, maybe a little more physical, but you're not going to utilize them because you're going to have everything as a read option, which doesn't allow your offensive line to fire off the ball, which doesn't allow your running back to even know he's getting the ball until it's either stuffed in his belly or pulled out. So, you know, you really can't create any downhill. And like I said, to me, um, what, you know, we had Earl on the show uh, Saturday and then he went to the red and white practice and he had reported to us right away that he didn't see Kyler under center not one time. And, you know, in a lot of situations, he's just saying, well, maybe they're just, you know, decoy and uh, the media. Uh, that's what because- I thought. That's that's the first thing that I thought. How often does that happen or did that did you immediately cross that out of your mind once it came into your mind? doesn't even jump into my mind because we're not game planning for anybody right now. Right now should be the opportunity to try a little bit of everything because, you know, we're, it's early, you know, preseason. We want to get all the things and dust them off the shelf. And what do we need more than anything? Dust it off the shelf is our running game with our quarterback under center, getting him every snap he gets under center with an opportunity to read the defense from there, then drop back. And if it's play action or whatever it is, turn around and practice that, you know, now you have to read the coverage on the fly. And I know because of, you know, we talk, we call it heightism here, but, you know, that <laughs> is a deficiency in his game. How are you going to get better at it if you don't practice it? And if it's not in your repertoire, you can't wait till the season. All of a sudden now, okay, now we're going to start working on that. That should be such a high priority, meaning getting him under center as much as humanly possible to start working on play action, start working on stretch plays, start working on him getting – back into his drops as quick as possible, even if it's not in play action, so he can get a look at that defense and figure out the coverages, et cetera, et cetera. You know, but if we're going to be doing the same old thing with 90-plus percentage of our snaps out of read option and, you know, like I said, the the uh, formation when the pistol, then I see we're in for more of the same that we've uh, seen thus far, and it's not encouraging to me. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals again, Javon Adams and Ed Smith. So as we approach, as we approach the, the, the preseason game, preseason number one, preseason game number one, what, what do you expect to see? Do you, I mean, could it be, 
that they 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 run in the old okie doke and that we'll see a little little bit of them under center or what what do you expect to see because from what Cliff Kingsbury has said is that Kyler will play we don't know if he's going to play a half a series a series or two I, I wouldn't expect a whole lot but we don't know how teams are going to take this this three uh preseason the three three preseason games as opposed to having four where the third is that is that real dress rehearsal so what are you expecting to see and what do you think that you will see that is the big mystery because obviously this is our first run through with the three preseason game schedule, 17 regular season uh, 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 schedule. Um, I'm not encouraged that we'll see a whole bunch, meaning first preseason game, you're not going to throw these guys out there, meaning your starters for a lot of activity to begin with. And, you know, from what we've, the reports have been so far, I don't see a, them, you know, shaking a whole lot of things out of the tree, meaning trying a whole bunch of different things. And we all know we're creatures of habit. And I do think Kingsbury is probably very comfortable with his style of play, meaning call play calling and what he's comfortable with going into the season as far as his packages and stuff like that. I don't know whether we're going to see anything much different from what we saw toward the end of last uh, season, Jay, meaning the offense, uh, you know, was very horizontal, wasn't very vertical. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, what we'll see in terms of the running game. It's all a big mystery. Uh, we might not see it. At least the dress rehearsal might be the second game now with the third game being that, you know, last game for, uh, you know, guys trying to make the back end of the roster. I don't think you're going to go into that third week pushing it to the uh, floor because of the threat of injury. So, I think with the shortening of the, the the preseason by a game, we're going to get a little bit of Kyler in that first team uh, in this first game, but it's going to be very minimal. And then, you know, the second game, we'll probably get to see more of what we can expect on the regular season. Another thing to remember here, this is Dallas's second game already, minus yeah. their quarterback too, though. So they're yeah. dealing with their own issues in terms of who they're going to have on the field. It's going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be, uh, interesting to see how these teams now. Some teams won't even, you know, won't even worry about getting their starters out there. That's just the way they roll. But with us, I think it's really important, especially with people in different positions, new additions. Uh, you want to, you know, like I said, you want to figure out um, what mastery Kyler has of this offense, and if you're going to get him under center, this is the time to do it. You want to break that out at the beginning of the season. Like, this is the time to do it. That's the reason why they call it preseason. Now, there was a, what was it last week? I think that there were a couple of stories about practices being cut short. Some, uh, some people, uh, one team in particular, I forget the team even cut their rookie because the rookie was a little bit too, uh, physical with one of the, with one of the starters. <laughs> so what I'm talking about here is, of course, uh, is of course training camp and in, in, in trying to, trying to make that impression on the team. Uh, if you're one of those guys that's trying to make the roster, trying to be on that depth chart when, when, when it's all said and done, take us behind the scenes with, with coming into a team, understand, trying to impress, or if you, if they have a good impression of you trying to, to maintain that good impression to end up making the roster. Are there any things that come to mind in terms of the things that you had to do to be able to, to stand out? to make sure that you were, were on that final that final 53? Well, first and foremost, as, as soon as you sign with the team, hopefully, like, you know, situations for me, I was a free agent. I'd signed in February, March. And from that point on, I wanted to be show my face at the facility as much as humanly possible. 
right. uh, because, you know, familiarity, you know, is, is something that, uh, you know, can be an advantage for you. You don't want to be popping in in June or July when camp is going to start a stranger to the organization. So right. first and foremost, those off-season workouts and programs are immensely important, especially now because they've cut the contact and the physicality of everything down so much. Uh, a guy like me, Jay, I had to get in there, and even though I didn't want to hit and like to hit that much, mm-hmm. every opportunity I had, I had to go out there and pretend like this was, even if it was just a uh, half-speed drill, I wanted to be going as close to full speed without contact to show them I was here to work because, you know, you don't have, you only have so many opportunities and even with, you know, the extended camps and things we had back in the day, and then you get into four preseason games, even a player like myself, I was waiting until the third and fourth quarters to get in there sometime to even show. And then you're almost like, well, who's even watching at this point? But, you know, the coaches are, obviously, because the film never lies and never goes to sleep. But for these young men now, your opportunities have been slashed even more. So, you're, I mean, you're talking about so few opportunities to get out there and make that play that turns everybody's head or lets them know, hey, that dude, you know, look at that, you know. So, you know, it is so important now not just to be engaged during these uh, preseason games, but even every practice, every meeting, you want to make sure you're answering every question. Like if a coach asks, you know, what's our assignment here? Or you want to be Johnny on the spot with all the information to let them know, hey, I know what I'm doing. I just need an opportunity. Problem is the opportunities are being shaved because of the lack of one preseason games are being cut down and the lack of even physicality during the camps. Remember, these new agreements have it where they can't even hit consecutive days in a row, whereas we used to hit twice in a day. You know, we'd hit twice on Thursday and come back and do it twice on Friday. It didn't matter. That's why they call them two a days. So now these young men, if you hit on Monday, you can't even put the pads on. I, let me say that again. You can't <laughs> even put the pads on on Tuesday if you put them on and hit on Wednesday on a, on a practice. So, like I said, it's one thing, you know, a lot of dudes like to go full speed when there's no pads on and stuff like that, but coaches know that stuff. They see that stuff. The dude that wants to be out there flying around when we all have shells on, then all of a sudden you put the pads on. You know that old saying I always use, Jay, body like Tarzan, hit like Jane, you know? Right. So right. these are, I mean, this is even more imperative now with everything being shaved down when you have those opportunities. You know, when it comes time for this one preseason, this first preseason game, you're going to see some dudes out there, they're going to be running around like that rabid dog looking for that piece of meat because they know they might not get too many bites at it. And in order to make a team, this is, might be your only shot. One of the things that's interesting, and I hear on uh, the local station, one of the local stations here in the Valley where Ron Wolfley will talk about one of the things that his brother told him, the bit of advice that he gave him was shut up, listen, do what you're told, but also pick a fight with the baddest guy in the locker room. <laughs> it, did you see any of that, or or do you think that that's what some, was happening with some of these tales of some of these players that are going a little bit too hard to get the attention of their of their coaches, whether on the offense or defensive side of the ball? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I ever saw a dude do that. You didn't want to pick on the big junkyard dog most of the time if you could help it. I think what's happening though is some of these veterans are really in veteran mode, meaning, look, I got a big contract or I'm playing for a big contract this year. I don't need some snot nose out here, one trying to show me up, and the right. other thing is injure me when this isn't a time for injuries. This is a time for me to be, you know, getting through my workouts the way I need to, getting through my drills, and then as soon as lights turn on September, you know, whatever the first weekend in September is, that's when it's go time. 
Uh, what happened is, like we just talked about, some of these dudes are out there just trying to, you know, open an eye, you know, make an impression. And mm-hmm. a lot of times that will go uh, in a very negative way, I, like I said, for the veterans who are not there for that. They're just there to get their work in. And like I said, they don't like being shown up either, especially in some of these drills. So, you know, every now and then, and I don't like to use the term, but you have to put the rookies or the young dudes in their place. So sometimes that's where some of these hiccups and these, you know, fist to cuffs and uh, things like that, that's how they happen. But, you know, and the other thing is it's a physical game and sometimes dudes are just not in the mood for it. And all it takes is one dude not to be in the mood and it can mess everybody's day up. So, <laughs> And it, one of the things I've, I've noticed on the wire is that the Cardinals have been, I think it was yesterday or even today, they brought in a few players on the defensive side of the ball uh, to, in terms of on the defensive line, how, were you ever one of those guys that was brought in after camp had begun or when those guys are brought in in that way, is that to send a message to somebody to be able to say, Hey, you need to, you need to tighten it up a little bit or are teams just doing their due diligence, but trying to find the best players to fit their scheme. Yeah, I was always, I was usually there at the start of camp. Uh, I did get released uh, one year and then ended up hooking on with another team, you know, but that's just, you know, that's just how the waiver wire is used as far as, um, teams are always looking to supplement either the bottom half of their roster or the bottom half of a position. If they feel like they're weak in a position, you know, heck, they want to take a look at every cornerback there is out there just in case they can find a dude that maybe everybody else missed on. Uh, at the same time, you need those special teams guys, et cetera, et cetera. So, right, right. It, you know, it's one of those situations where teams from the from the very first day, actually all the way through the offseason, Jay, that's why you see – moves that go under the radar a lot of times, they're looking even during the offseason. It just becomes more and more imperative during the season because now once the season starts, you got to prepare for injury. you got to prepare now for COVID and things like that, taking you know parts of your roster out. So you want to have every person you can have evaluated. You'd rather have your eye evaluated than getting the reports from you know scouts and stuff like that. So you know, this is one of those things from the first day of the season – of the year, the whatever the calendar years for the the, the the season, all the way through that very last week, they're bringing dudes in. I, you know, I've been around teams where week 14, 15, I'm like, well, we got two weeks left. What are they doing? They're evaluating for the following year, bro. It, it okay. never stops. It never stops. Gotcha. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So leave me with this, the, the depth chart. The first preseason depth chart came out. How much stock do you put into that? What does it mean? Does it does it hold any any value with where players are before the first preseason game, going into the second, <laughs> third, et cetera, et cetera? It means a whole lot for them dudes that don't know whether they got a, lot, a slot locked down. And, you know, it, it, for the dudes at the top of it, you know, if you're fighting for a starting job, you're, that probably means even if you don't make the team, you're on the roster. You know, uh, this the dudes that are sitting in those three and four spots, depending on how deep, uh, and uh, the numbers that the teams are keeping, you know, for mm-hmm. the Cardinals. Let's take, for instance, my position, tight end. We all know, one, they don't utilize it enough. They don't value it, in my uh, opinion. Uh, they, you know, so they might have a two and a three slash, and the third one might be as long snapper. So that's not even something they consider a highly, uh, you know, c- competitive position. Now, if you're the fourth or fifth dude on that uh, roster right now, that depth chart, that means that more than likely, at the end of one of these weeks, you're going to be looking for employment somewhere else, you know? So, you. you know, as far as the, the, the depth chart, like I said, everybody, there was a time, I'll give you a quick story. One time I was in the uh, coach's building 
And it was, I think it was right around toward the end of training camp. And I had a meeting with my tight ends coach. I ended up walking by the big room with the big board with the whole depth chart. Brother man saw his name at number three. I was happier than a pig in slop because I knew we was keeping at least three, right? (laughs) So I knew, hey, now that didn't mean, hey, easy has made it. That didn't mean that. That meant at the point in time, there was at least two dudes behind me. And if I kept working the way I was working, then I easily was going to be all right. And that's exactly, that was the Super Bowl season, actually. So easy was all right from day one all the way through the end of that one. And that was a, that was a glory. Now, if I'd have walked by that room, Jay, and I saw myself in a four or five spot, I wouldn't have slept too good that night. <laughs> gotcha. Understood. Understood. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. We bring this to you every week. Uh, and then of course, next week we'll have at least some footage to look at in, in terms of looking back at the first preseason game and see if there's anything that we can glean from it. Cause I swear there, there are times when I can think of, uh, uh, the receiver escapes me, but he 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 flashed a couple of times in the in the preseason last season, but didn't <laughs> do anything during the regular season. But anyway, so on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J Love Adams. We will see y'all next week. Make sure you to tell a friend to tell a friend about what we have going on here at Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And as we always like to say around this time, we oh we are presented by Bet Online. But as we always like to say around this time, are you good? Till next week, be easy out there. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.